following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I am Joe. I'm your host every Tuesday evening right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial. And of course, on Facebook Live, if you want to check us out there. Uh, And after the fact, we are uploaded to Spotify as a podcast. So you can check us out after Tuesdays on Spotify. Just search for the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. So this is a show for you, the consumer. We try to provide helpful information for folks who are either own a home, want to buy a home, want to sell a home, whether it's now, six months from now, or a year from now. Planning is the key to maximizing value from your real estate transaction. And what I want to do today is I'm very excited and happy because I have a very special guest, uh, my friend and colleague, Rebecca Correa from Realty One Group Executives. Hello, Rebecca. We're going to turn the camera on her now. Hello. So, Rebecca is, um, well, you tell your story a little bit, how you started the company, because we were just talking before the show, and, you know, I admire... People, they're good realtors. I admire them. Good brokers who run good companies. I always admire them because, you know, there are a million and a half of us nationwide. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we have some knuckleheads amongst our members. (laughs) But, you know, at the other end of that are Mm -hmm. people like Rebecca. And Rebecca, tell our listeners and our viewers mm-hmm. on Facebook a little bit about you and your company and sure, sure. your background. Well, thanks for having me, first and foremost, and for inviting me on, mm-hmm. um, and for all that you do within our real estate community as well. I know that you. you're heavily involved. Um, so, we are a locally owned franchise, uh, Realty Work Group Executives, like you said. Um, our current office is in Smithfield. Um, with future expansion coming soon. Um, So we opened a month into COVID. So April of 2020. What a time to open a company. Yeah, Yeah. it was a great time. Um, So we opened, we had six agents when we opened. Um, Three years later, we are just under 70 professionals. 70? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking 25, 30, top, 70. Wow, <laughs> 70. that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so lucky. You know, it's, we have stressful times, of course, um, but we have such a great group of agents. We really mm-hmm. do. And I'm not just saying that because they're with my office. But. Yeah. No, you do. You have some really good agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. So mm-hmm. that's, how we, that's how we opened. Um, I've been in the business about almost 17 years wow i feel old when i say that though yeah i know time flies yeah 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 Yeah. so now tell us um a little bit about 
um, Realty One Group, and you're, you know you have like buyers agents, listing mm-hmm. agents, mm-hmm. Um, rental agents, you know, commercial, all all that stuff. Tell us a little yeah. bit about what you. So we do have everything that you just said. Um, we have agents that do specialize in commercial sales, um, listing agents, um, buyers agents. Um, we do handle some rentals as well. We have mm-hmm. some uh, property management agents within our office, too. Um, we're in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, so all three states. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone does or, or has their own niche, mm-hmm. um, so that's a really good aspect. We're not like a team as though it's super, super structured and mm-hmm. rigid as far as what who the agent can help with okay. a transaction. Yep. Um, so what I do is I provide support and training um, to our agents. Mm-hmm. That's what my focus is every day. Yep. Um, literally, my tagline is my business is to help you grow your business. So I'm a non-competing broker. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I'm able to be in the office um, and help the agents, give them the support, the training, mm-hmm. um, the psychology, psychiatry visit that they might right. need from time to time. Yeah. Um, and we have training. Mm-hmm. We also have um, mentors as well that Good. help brand new agents. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also, obviously, that being said, have some brand new agents. Um, it's it's just a great mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that what you said about a non-competing broker, that's significant because there are a lot of companies that... Um, you know, an agent gets his or her broker license right. and then forms a team mm-hmm. and then opens their own company. And right. now they own the company, but they also have their team within the company. So it's like they are competing basically with other yeah. agents who come on board. Yeah. So if calls come into the office to ABC or Acme Real Estate, who's going to get those leads? Yeah. You know, right. whereas yeah. With, yeah, at your company. And that, so that's huge, folks, because, you know, a lot of a lot of agents, unfortunately, have been burned like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... Being in the business and what I've seen as far as the operational side of a brokerage, mm-hmm. which is a lot different. When you're an agent, you kind of see one part of a brokerage. But when you're in an operational role, you can really see the structure and the heart of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has every right to run their company and their office however they wanted. But I know for me, what I was looking for to build and what I felt we needed here in Rhode Island was that a mm-hmm. non-competing broker. So I'll do some transactions, mm-hmm. um, which keeps me relevant. So sure. especially in a market like we're in now, if I get a past client that I worked with over the years, which, you know, as you know, happens, mm-hmm. I'll work with those clients and that keeps me relevant. So yep. now I know what are my agents struggling with? What are they facing within the industry? So it keeps me relevant just mm-hmm. to do those few deals a year. Yep. Um, but I'm not competing. Right. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel like I can coach and help an agent mm-hmm. and then turn around and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Get no, a listing out right. from under them. Well, because yeah. the thing is, it especially with newer agents, I mean, they, a lot of times they come in, they don't, unfortunately, the pre-licensing class doesn't tell you how to be a successful realtor <laughs> no, or no. a successful licensee, no. you know, so they don't know how to get business. They don't right. know. And then if something comes in, it's like, oh yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to take that. That can yeah. probably be a little demoralizing. Right. You know, and something else that you mentioned that you do too is, is when you have, you, you're kind of like a psychologist at times or a sounding board because... You know, buying and selling a home, folks, listeners, is it's an emotional, Mm -hmm. stressful Mm -hmm. um, experience, even when everything moves along perfectly. And a lot of times the agent, the realtor, 
on the buy side or the sell side kind of absorbs a lot of that stress and then experiences the anxiety and everything because it just it needs to come out somehow so some Mm -hmm. folks you know deal with it better or differently than other folks and Mm. you know sometimes that's where where rebecca comes in for her agents that you know maybe haven't encountered that before yeah i think it's i think it's important you know for him for them to kind of have that that space Mm -hmm. to plug in you know they might have spouses or significant others at home but having a stressful day in real estate and then you go home and you try to explain it to a yeah, spouse and yeah. you're like, you don't even know what an FHA <laughs> right. loan is. Like, just forget <laughs> yeah, it. And you got to break totally down the whole... It, right. Yeah. So for me, it's yeah. like they can call me and mm-hmm. um, they can talk about a bad transaction or something that yeah. they don't know how to handle. And I'll mm-hmm. walk them through it and we'll help and um, navigate them through that process. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, and my rule is I actually just helped an agent with this yesterday because they were, they were upset and they had every right to feel the way that they felt. And I'm like, all right, you have one day. Mm-hmm. You have one day to be upset. You have one day to be mad, sad, angry. You only have 24 hours. Yep. That's, that's all you're allowed to have. So feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. Learn from it. Know how to fix it because there's something that might maybe you could have done better. Mm-hmm. So this morning I text him. I said, today's a new day. Yeah, And it was great because he was upset and thought he lost business. And today he actually scored, um, not scored, but he um, changed changed the situation. So he mm-hmm. Had a made victory. better decisions today yeah. uh, about how, how to handle it going forward. And um, had a buyer that he was working with put in an offer and move forward. So I said, see? Excellent. So we're having a good day. So it's, you know, it's stuff like that that... Yeah. You know, you can see someone through something or you see people's lives improve, Mm -hmm. um, their families improve. Like, it's just there's so much rewarding parts of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the story that you're telling and made me think of something else that I really respect and admire about you and your company is you. It's kind of like a family. Yeah. You know, everybody there, it's kind of like, you know, normally real estate offices... or, you know, you, obviously it's a job and everybody has to be professional, but, yeah. you know, they can be very standoffish and almost sometimes they can be too competitive. And one of the reasons where I'm at at Remax Preferred, because we had, there's an, uh, there are offices in my hometown of Cumberland, but I just, you know, the North Providence thing, maybe because I grew up there, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's more like family, like yeah. for me in that yeah. office. So that's where I go there. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm happier and more productive. I feel than I would be at an mm. office where people are a little are a little bit more standoffish. I grew up in North Providence, so I gotta do a North Providence Jets plug. There you go. That's yes. it. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, are you a, are you a Cougar? Did you go to the high school or? I didn't go to the high school. I went to Davies Tech. Oh, you did. Okay. But I was a North Providence Jets cheerleader nice. for a long time, and then I was a cheerleader in high school. So good. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool, Base, cool. Uh, football and basketball. Wow. All I right. think baseball needs cheerleaders, but that's a different yeah. show. <laughs> right. That's a different show, exactly. <laughs> but we try to have a family, a professional family mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, I want agents to feel welcome. And the agents will, will attest to this. How you see me is how I am all the time. Yeah. Except on the weekends, I'm usually in like leggings and a hoodie. But <laughs> um, but how I am is, is how I am all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can attest to that every time I see you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this um, is me. right? You know, just uh, what you see is what you get, which is yeah. good. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. sometimes that's not good with some some folks, but 
Yeah, some people need a filter or a buffer. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, you also have at Realty One, you have some folks who are bilingual. Yes. Which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. Yep. You know, yep. Because where do you see? We'll talk a little bit more about this stuff, and then we'll talk about the market now. Mm. Where do you see, like, um, where do you see some of the changes that, as realtors, as RIAR, as NAR, that we have to, we're going to have to deal with and address culturally and like technologically and otherwise? Where do you mm. see, like, over the next, I guess, five or ten years? Do you see any Ooh, anything that you know? Because I know what I've observed is, you know, just a number of Spanish speaking buyers, Latin buyers in Rhode Island. I think they make up 35% of all home purchases. Yeah. So that's a big number. I think that might be higher now. So I'm actually, um, the, um, director of education for NAREP. So I believe it's, Oh man, my NAR rep crew is gonna hate me for not knowing this one. They but cannot hate you. I That's I, it was a nice lead, and so you could talk about NAR rep. That's perfect. Know, Go right I ahead. Know, right? This is what I love it's about Rebecca right. because she volunteers <laughs> her time. Because NAR rep, it's yeah. National Association of Hispanic Realty Professionals. Yep. Yep. And it's a great organization. So yeah. the Spanish, not even you don't have to speak Spanish, but mm -hmm. just the Latin community can yep. kind of network and. Yeah. You know, yeah. even those of us that aren't Latin can mm -hmm. We have events. Actually, our next event is an all-white event um, in June. So June that's 5th, fun. right? Isn't it? 15th. 15th, June okay. 15th at Cello's on the Water. So get your tickets. Yeah. Sharon will be so proud. But um, I believe the number is 50%. Don't quote me. Okay. Um, but I believe that number is higher. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's I think it's truly amazing mm. that we can speak to these communities that maybe aren't aware of home ownership. Yes, I think it's amazing. Um, my stepfather, um, who's been a part of my life forever now, mm -hmm. is actually Hispanic. Okay, so I felt really called to, mm -hmm. to serve that community more. Yep. Um, so that that was kind of one of the reasons why I got involved. Um, I also. Being a single mom myself, I see the statistics. Mm -hmm. um, so I really want to be involved in that community as much as I can to yeah. try to help those moms. Yep. Um, but that's a really good question, Joe. Where do I see it? Um, I, I mean, think, I, I know there are things coming in, like there is the, the, the technology companies that are mm -hmm. trying to cut realtors out. I know that's one thing. I don't see mm -hmm. that as a big threat. No, because we need the relation. Yeah. So I don't see it. I think that's one of the reasons why Zillow couldn't. I mean, you can't replace a realtor. Right. You really, really can't. Um, but I think something that I know I would like to see adapted to a lot more than it is, is things in multiple languages. Yeah. Um, I can say our company, we have our own marketing platform for our agents, and mm -hmm. it is in multiple languages. Our yep. website for our agents could be translated into multiple languages. I think we need to see that more. Yeah. I don't think that we see that not only for Spanish, but for all the different languages mm -hmm. um, where everything is in English. So I think that that's something that could be adapted to a little bit better than mm -hmm. what we see now. Yep. Um, but, and that would really be the technology too. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, now, because I know a lot of times, too, and I, I think I know the answer to this question, because there are a lot of companies that their pitch is, oh, you don't have to come into the office, you can work from home. And I think at realtors, we all have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. But I think, personally, it's important to have an office to go to, mm -hmm. to take, you know, a client to mm -hmm. the first time you meet them. 
Yeah. And have it not be like my back porch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of like the doctor. Yeah. You know, the doctors don't work from home. Um, There's a lot of other professions that don't work from home. Yeah. Um, I like to go to our agents to know how to adapt and Mm -hmm. and how to change and what they need our office to be. Um, And when we first opened and everybody was remote, that was my first concern was, oh, my gosh, they not need an office anymore because so many. I mean, you had to make a home office at that point. But I will say and talking to at least our agents, they want to be in the office. They want to come in. They want to plug in. They Mm -hmm. like the atmosphere. They like the energy. Um, Everyone that comes in our office says it's just a vibe. Right. I am older. I don't know the vibe stuff, but I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm here for it. There you go. We got the vibe and you want it and great. Um, But there's just something to be said when you can go into an office and plug in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually there. We have an amazing admin staff that's there all the time as yeah, well. That's good. But I, I don't know. I just I know for me when I work from home, it might be quiet. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, ooh, let me throw in some laundry. I'm the same way. That's why I can't work dishes. from home. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. do it. Let me I clean like the kitchen. Cleaning. Let me do. Yeah. yeah. Let me go do something outside. Yeah, I know. Or like Too you many stay in pajamas right? and you're a little more relaxed and so. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. So I want to take uh, this time to thank our sponsors of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Of course, we have Beacon Title and Escrow. Anthony Betancourt is the managing partner, and Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner. They are right in Smithfield, and we give all of our business to Beacon Title and Escrow. Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. Vern, he um, he's a public insurance adjuster, and what that means is he works for the property owner, not for the insurance company. So if you have a claim, a claim on your roof, a claim, a water damage claim, whatever it is for your homeowner's insurance, the the insurance adjuster that comes works for the insurance company. So whose best interest is he or she going to look out for? Not yours. Whereas Vern Rainville, as a public insurance adjuster, he works for the property owner. And he's very knowledgeable. He's experienced. He's been in the business. He was in construction prior to being an insurance adjuster. So he is the guy to call. Um, they do a, he does a great job. He's very thorough. And he's helped my clients out and friends uh, significantly. Um, his phone number, 484-300-8495, is the phone number for Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster. And, of course, GMET's moving in storage. They are the go-to movers for Joe Luca Real Estate. George Metz, he's going to actually be on the show in a couple of weeks um, as a guest. And, you know, they are the best movers in southern New England. And they were voted by you, the consumers, for that. And their phone number is 401-383-6399. That's 383-6399. And tell them that you heard about them on the Joe Luca Real Estate Show when you call. And then we also have John Dolbeck and the entire Dolbeck team, Lahit Lafort and Denora Reyes at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Uh, 401-321-4401 is their number. So if you, you know, a lot of folks now, they've been making repairs to their homes and they've got monies piled up on credit cards or store charges or whatever it may be. Maybe time to think about a home equity loan to just get rid of that stuff and get a lower interest rate. Maybe you're not going to get 3 or 5%, but whatever rate you're going to get with a HELOC, a home equity loan, is going to be lower than a credit card. So John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, is the uh, those are the folks that we would suggest you call. So now, getting back to Rebecca and myself, and we're talking about the real estate market today. So some have you been seeing... Um, 
I know it's frustrating now when you have when you're representing buyers. It's like when you have a listing, it's so easy most of the ninety nine percent of the time. Mm. Um, but with buyers and having to like you know be the psychologist for the buyers too because you know they have to submit seventy five offers before they get one accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, have you been have you seen that with your agents that they you know get the buyers start to get chagrined or frustrated? I know I just had one. We've been working probably nine months. And mm-hmm. she's like, Joe, I just have to, I've got to rent an apartment again. I cannot, yeah. I'm betwixt in between. I can't continue like this. So I said, well, try to get something month to month. Right, right. You know? Yeah, usually they definitely are. Um, we ha- we always try to talk about, you know, setting the expectation for the buyer mm-hmm. up front. Um, and sometimes it makes it a little bit easier when the buyers know what to expect. And, you know, when you kind of tell the buyer... We might we might be offer you know ten of thirty five, but we're just going to do our best, mm-hmm. and whatever works out works out. Yeah, and sometimes that helps, but yeah, there are certain situations where someone might be up against a time crunch as far as renewing a lease, mm-hmm. um, and that's to be expected. But same right. thing, try to go into month to month and not signing a one year yeah. one year lease. Yep, but you have to really use unconventional methods to get an offer accepted. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll, what we try. Yeah, to you have to be creative. About. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the difference between, you know, when you have someone that's knowledgeable about the market and negotiation mm. and, you know, what's real important in situations like that is as an agent, you need to listen. You need to be paying attention because sometimes there are, you know, golden nuggets that you can pick up that mm-hmm. will help your client, whether it's the buy side or the sell side, right. that could make the difference in them getting their offer accepted or mm-hmm. not, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, I just came back um, from the NAR conference in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and there's a lot of valuable information there. And I guess just a couple of things. Generally, folks, the market is going to be strong because um, we are anticipating continued increasing demand by more buyers coming to the market. About 4 million new folks are turning 30 every year and First-time home buyers are typically in the age of 30 to 35, so that's a new tranche of buyers that are coming to the market. We need to build about a million and a half houses a year in this country, and in 2023, we're expected to build 825,000 for we're new construction. We're not off quite too much. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we've been that way for several years, and mm. next year they're saying it's going to be, I think, 965, and then a little over a million the year after that. So for the next few years we're going to continue to be below what we need. Mm. So if there's more demand than there is supply, that's going to hold property values up. And Mm -hmm. for those of you that are saying, yes, but the interest rates are so high. Well, the interest rates aren't that high. Mm -hmm. I was talking with someone today and she said, my first house that I bought in Rhode Island, I paid 16%. Mm -hmm. And when I refinanced it, I got 9% and I was over the moon. Yep. So folks, you know, six and a half, seven percent 7%, that's not not too bad. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that um, they we learned last week or that NAR provided us with some information, what uh, young buyers care about. Now, if they have the benefit of they can pull realtors from across the country. And um, one of the things is smart home technology. So you've mm-hmm. got the millennials and the Gen Z who they grew up with technology and it's mm-hmm. a constant in their lives. So having their devices in their cars, a home equipped with smart technology is very alluring. So while we don't have to, sellers don't have to think about making their property more attractive because there are so few anyway. But if you're mm-hmm. going to be spending money, 
spend money, put some money into the technology, you know. Um, also, livable outdoor spaces. Now, Rebecca, I know you said you live in Smithfield. North Smithfield. North Smithfield. Oh, your office is in Smithfield, my bad. Yes, yes. Um, see, I do pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and now, do you... Do you have like a lip, lip, like night landscaped area, livable outdoor mm-hmm. space, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, we have an in-ground pool. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I have three kids, so yep. I got to entertain them somehow. Yeah. 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 So it's a fun time at our house in the right. summer. Now, I know you have two that are in the teen age years, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, my kids are 23, 18, okay. and 15. All right. 23. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've met that. Is that a daughter? The younger one? The older one. The older one is a boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, two boys, and my youngest is my daughter. Okay. Um, so my oldest um, is, and I'm again, I'm not saying this because he's mine, but maybe, right. maybe I am partial maybe, to this. Yeah. But um, he's amazing. He works full time, has a really good job. He's actually a top salesman in New England. Go nice. figure, right? Right, exactly. Um, my 18 year old is graduating. I've been posting him all over social media yeah. because I've been so emotional about him graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually going to be getting into real estate and some of his friends. And, um, my daughter is a freshman. Um, she's 15 Mm -hmm. and she is my little spender. She's Uh my broke best friend. That's what I call her. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's so different Mm -hmm. when they get older. Yeah. Um, so the summers at my house are a lot of fun. Good. They're messy and, you know, we have the neighborhood over, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So livable outdoor spaces. Yeah, that's you know, that's important. something as as a single mom with kids, you mm-hmm. that's important to you because yeah. I guess millennials, their priorities are centered around fostering a lifestyle that allows for convenience mm-hmm. and happy memory making. Memory making. So it sounds like you certainly nice. do that with an in-ground yeah. pool. Yeah. Uh, but gardens, outdoor spaces, mm-hmm. backyards are really desirable by these folks. Even in the, you know, urban areas as well. Obviously that's less space. And then mm-hmm. something else that I've personally observed in my business, and I'm sure you did too because of COVID, but office spaces, having, mm-hmm. a, you know, space yeah. al- at home allocated for working. Yeah. I'd be curious to know how many professionals work from home now because of COVID. Like, if mm-hmm. you look at how many companies had to go remote, right. and then they said, hey, you know, if it's maybe insurance or something, hey, we can just stay remote. We don't even need the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to know what that number of it, So my, my, my wife works for CVS Corporate and mm-hmm. we live like five minutes, ten minutes from CVS. We're in Cumberland. And she, you know, just recently, maybe a couple of months ago, had to start going back to the office two mm-hmm. days a week. They're trying to transition them back. I heard they want to make it three days a week. We'll see. Oh but gosh. she's, it's, I, she doesn't want to have to go back. And I get it because she's like, I'm home. I sit in front of my computer and I have Zoom meetings with people across the country. I go to the office. I sit in my cubicle and I have Zoom meetings with people across the country. Why can't I do that at home? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. But I also understand having attended commercial real estate conferences when all yeah. the big, the big wigs are saying, yes, we're going to bring people back to work. Because they want that company culture and they mm-hmm. want everybody to kind of, you mm-hmm. know, drink the Kool-Aid so there's some um, relationship with the company. Right. But nevertheless, you know, vacancy rates, office, office vacancy rates are, I think in New York City, it's 15% right now, which is unheard wow. of. Wow. And I believe it's over 30% in San Francisco, which is, yeah. That's high. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of these folks are going to be working from home, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't have to go in. Um, something else they said, um, this is you know, the report from NIR, buyers have seen an overall decrease in home size likely due to surging interest rates 
and escalation of home prices. However, the bathroom is a space younger buyers are less apt to compromise on, which is interesting. I never would have guessed that. Really? I, I know. I would have thought, like, kitchen. I want a you know, bigger kitchen and a smaller bathroom. But, wow. yeah, apparently, and especially in cities um, where space can be limited. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Millennials gravitate towards a large bathroom. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Maybe because they're working from home? I, I don't know. I mean, They want like a soaking tub? Just, we got much demanding now? My God. <laughs> yeah. How much time can you spend in the bathroom, you know? That's funny. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Okay. Um, so outside in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. And then also something, and this is for older generations, laundry rooms were purely utilitarian hideaway spaces. They were often small, undesigned spaces where... You spent as little time as possible. Today's younger buyers, however, consider beautiful laundry rooms a must-have. What? National Association of Home Builders says the laundry rooms will remain one of the most popular home features in 2023 what? for first-time home buyers. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So maybe that's with new construction? You know, if they're talking about the National Association of Home Builders. Because I'll tell you, I have not oh. met anyone who's like, I need to have a really, you know, whacked out. Laundry room. I mean, that's just not... I mean, I spend a lot of time in mine, but I don't know that it's high on my list. Yeah, I know. It's like, okay. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like you don't want it to be this way. I prefer it to be that way. But I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess it makes sense if it's the younger demographic. Mm -hmm. Their kids are not my kids' age. My kids do their own laundry, so I don't really care. Yeah, but my kids the little do, ones yeah. still... Right? So we don't care what our laundry right. room... Right. How pretty it is, but... Yeah. I don't know if you're if you're the younger generation, maybe with younger kids, you care about yeah. your bathroom and your laundry room. It's yep. like an escape. I know. I, I don't know. blame them. And then the <laughs> last thing they said was, um, young buyers, especially millennials, travel often and are invested in extracurriculars, which translates to the need for space to store their belongings. Now, I had read that a few, probably about five or six years ago that the millennials and the Gen Zs, they would rather, instead of the extra money they'd spend on a big house, mm -hmm. they would rather take that extra money and spend it on like going to Foxwoods or Vegas for a weekend and mm. creating memories yeah. and doing things like that or going to like a destination place where they can go zip lining or something like I that. I would be curious how much of this ties into social media. So I'm Ooh, technically yeah. a millennial. Right. Um, okay. But how much of this is tied into that influencer or, I mean, obviously they're not the younger generation. They right. grew up just with social media. But if we're speaking to that age demographic, mm -hmm. is does it have any correlation to social media and posting like where I am? Yeah. You don't see my house. Right. Right. But, true. Yeah. You know, I'm in Zimbabwe this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be yeah. curious. That, no, that's real. That's a really interesting mm -hmm. question because again, social media is changing the way yeah. we live our lives, the yeah. way we conduct our business. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you're great on social media. You know, you you post a lot, and yeah, you know, you always have a presence on there. Um, you know, I'm I probably should be could be more consistent. You know, sometimes <laughs> I just uh, it's like I don't feel like, like thinking no about that. No one cares that, what I'm eating today right. for lunch. Yeah. No or one no, cares but, about us. Too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> they you know? do though. There's a rule. The phone eats first. 
Oh, that's yes. right. You got to take a picture before you take a bite. If it looks really good, the phone yep. eats first. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because I did do that a couple of times when I was in D.C. If I was yeah. eating something, I was at a restaurant and had a meal that I thought a friend of mine would appreciate. I'd take yep. a picture of it See? and send it to them. Yeah, that's yep. it. Phone eats first. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> phone eats first. I've got to tell mm-hmm. that to my older daughter. She'll <clears throat> agree. I'm sure she will. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. she's yeah she does all of that stuff. It's funny. She so she's completing her freshman year at UMass Boston, and she comes oh, home nice. later this week. Aww. And yeah, it's great. And but so you know, my kids like they have certain like social media things that they do, but I'm not like in their you know their group. You know, they mm-hmm. don't they don't want old fart dad to be you know. So I have to like when I want to send them something, I've got to text it to them. You know, like oh, if it's something from oldest. TikTok and yeah, stuff like my that. oldest is like mom. Can you not send yeah. me DMs on Instagram? I was like, but the meme is so cute. Right. I just had to send it. He's like, yeah, but but don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah my daughter told me that about Instagram. Then I embarrassed yeah. her because um, I was doing TikToks when TikTok first came out. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I'm like, I'll make a video. I don't mm. watch my videos because I hate the yeah. way I look on video. So <laughs> I'll just do it. And I just did yeah. this... this um, goofy thing and her friends she works uh, worked at oh, well, still works there at Ralph Lauren's uh, Polo in uh, Rentham Village yeah and her co-workers I don't know how oh, they looked yeah. up for me <laughs> and they were busting my daughter's chops about my my oh no yeah. your poor daughter I know Joe. she was mortified she was I'm mortified sure. yeah oh yeah I don't do TikTok dances no I don't do dances I mean no. I mean it's you know and I was talking to my real estate coach and I said because you know um, Alex Permenides, okay, mm-hmm. past NRIBR president, mm-hmm. he does really cool. He does. TikTok I, I follow him on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, and I was telling my coach, I was like, you know, I said Alex does these really cool ones. I said, mm-hmm. but I just, I I'm not cool like that. I just like I go up yeah. there, I give like, basic information and yeah. try to you know, hopefully it has value for someone. Right. But if I tried to like you know dance around and be cool, I would just look like a total dork. I think that's the fun in it, though. Oh, yeah. you know what? Actually, I lied. Our office, we did, we did two TikToks. Okay. I lied. We did. They're pretty funny. Yeah. Um, we did do them, but I don't know. I, why not? Well, no, I, I, yeah, and I mean, I, I, fo- I follow a lot of people. I think I think I've got like three hundred followers, but okay. I, um, it's. I follow other people around the country, and mm-hmm. there are some like there's a woman. She's I think called the VA Loan. The VA lender is her name, and she's from, like, Colorado or something, mm-hmm. and she's got, like, a ton of followers and other loan officers, and there are a couple of realtors from yeah. down south who have, like, thousands of people that follow them, mm-hmm. you know? So, one of the classes I took in D.C. was um, with uh, kind of a, she's an Instagram and TikTok friend of mine that I've met in person, mm-hmm. and she does her, and she's from uh, Dayton, Ohio. And um, so I took her class and got a lot of pointers on things to do and not to do. Yeah. So we're going to stay you know. tuned for a dance video by <laughs> Joe Luca. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not a dance video. <laughs> definitely not a dance video. But, you know, I'll just try to provide valuable content. I've yeah. got to go with my strengths. Go with my strengths. Yeah, and, you know, mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, go for my weaknesses. That's great. So, but yeah, so we, talking about social media and, you know, video, that is the thing. I was just taking a class today, a webinar today, and everything's video, video, mm-hmm. video, video. So, yeah. you know, consumers today, and I get it, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, because sometimes uh, I don't have time. I, I can't, I don't want to read this whole article on my phone, but if there's like a 30 second or a 60 second video, yeah. 
I can watch it while I'm walking down the hall or whatever I'm doing, yeah. and you get the message across. Or you know, so. I think there are a lot of realtors who are getting much more comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you got to leave the captions on. Yeah. For the people who might like watch your video at night when they're trying to lay in bed and not wake <laughs> anybody up, then they have like the volume all the way off. You can have captions on so they okay. can just read what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. Yep. So now, so you don't do? Said you're not doing TikTok much. How about what like, you're doing you're more not Instagram? As much as we should. Instagram, um, Facebook, yeah. Google SEO, um, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah um, I do LinkedIn TikTok too. TikTok is just its own element. Like yeah. I laugh that I want my daughter to teach our office a TikTok class because right. these kids know it. Yeah. So I feel old when I have to ask my daughter. I'm like, can you do something with right. this? And she helps you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now something else um, is like YouTube as well, having just YouTube, YouTube videos and yep. then YouTube shorts. Yep. Which I think are really cool because again, yep. it's just that you know the ADD ness yeah. of you yeah. know, being in real estate. Yep, reels. Yeah, I think yeah. you have four seconds to engage. Maybe, maybe it's three seconds to yeah. engage someone. Yeah, yeah. It's that's so. Now, do you um, do, when you do like your videos? Do you guys do them all in house and edit them yourselves, or do you have like mm -hmm. an outside company help you with that? Typically, we just do it raw okay. ourselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of I what I do. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, with all the editing features on all these programs, it's mm -hmm. easy enough to do it. We yeah. have a we have like an online system that I could post everything to that will help mm -hmm. disperse it because Google SEO and YouTube are really really important for yep. a company. Um, but typically, we just do it all ourselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah, I I do do it myself now. I mean, hopefully, you know, at some point, I'll just get to the point where I I because I there are some colleagues I have and they just you know. They've got these big teams that generate lots of mm -hmm. cash flow, so they can have like someone follow them around with mm -hmm. a camera. We do that some, and, with some you know, stuff. Yeah, we'll have a videographer. Yeah, um, but I'm not that. I'm not that important. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, listings. Now I checked. I think it was 628 listings in Rhode Island for single-family homes. You know, nice. and then when you add under contract and pendings maybe then you get up into like 750 or something mm. like that so listings are really really tight yeah what did we have in 2012 5,000 yeah just under 5,000 I know it's, it's just it's like it sounds it's almost comical the difference between mm. where we are now yeah you know and a couple of months ago I, w I was just I was exasperated there was no inventory and so mm. I asked my broker Richard Zampa I said Rich I said you've been doing this since the 80s I said have you ever seen inventory this low he said joe no I, I haven't he said i have never ever seen inventory anywhere near yeah. what it is right now it's just there's nothing out there mm -hmm. yeah you know and yeah. the key is folks if you are desirous to become a home owner and you want to buy a home do not give up do not get chagrined mm -hmm. do yeah. not quit you have to be consistent and persistent with your effort and trust mm -hmm. your realtor Mm -hmm. You know, yep. because we'll find you a home. Mm -hmm. You may have to look at, you know, 272 of them, but we'll find you a home. Yeah. And maybe, you you know, you can't get the exact home that you want, where you want, at the mm -hmm. price you want. But I guarantee you this, whatever home you get, if you adjust a little bit, it's you're going to be in a better mm -hmm. position than paying rent moving yeah. forward. You might not have the pretty laundry room. Right. Or the expensive <laughs> yeah. bathroom. Right. But we got you. Yeah. You know, because if you if you're even if your rent is only a thousand dollars a month, which is very very low, 
at the end of the year, you spent twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you have nothing to show for it. Who pays thousand dollars a month for rent? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there were third floor walk ups that are sixteen hundred with you know gas yeah. space heaters, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking with. Um, there's actually a house here in one socket that's on the market, and I'm blanking on the street, but they get twenty five hundred dollars a month rent for one apartment. How many bedrooms? I think it's four. It's a big. It's a big apartment. Wow. I mean, each floor is over a thousand feet. Each it's a, it's a big building, you know, wow. but it's only three units. Twenty five hundred square yeah. feet. No, twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred dollars. Sorry, yeah, twenty five hundred dollars. So, what would that be on a purchase price? Where's our mortgage people? Well, so like, so I mean, if that's one unit, then if you say, if let's say you did twenty five hundred, then two and two, so that's two four sixty five hundred bucks. Um, that that's a big. You you can pay a lot of debt service with that kind mm-hmm. of cash flow. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if your taxes are a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you have fifty five hundred dollars to pay insurance and debt service. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a big purchase price. Mm-hmm. And that's what's driving prices of these multifamilies up, folks. If you're getting frustrated, the rents are supporting these mm-hmm. prices. Yeah. Yep. You know? Um, and even, you know, the, the landlords don't even have to do a lot to the houses to make to, to get that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, if mm-hmm. it's something that you're thinking about, if you want to be an investor, maybe your first home should be a multifamily where you can mm-hmm. start to collect some rent. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's the best for us home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and condos. Like, there are a little more condos than than um, multifamilies, but I think mm-hmm. it, under two hundred, it was still very low. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you? Do you have many buyers looking for condos, or like, what is like the buyers in your office? Do they? Oh gosh, you one way I or the think, other. I think right now we have a lot of investors, first time home buyers. Move up buyers, mm-hmm. so buyers that have homes to sell and order to buy. Yeah, um, I'm seeing a, a big increase, and this wouldn't be reflected in any data yet, but mm-hmm. um, in younger generations getting into home ownership. Like my older son has friends that I've been kind of helping to mm-hmm. navigate their credit and save money so that they're best positioned to own a home soon. Yeah, and they're in their very early twenties. Yep. But they're that generation. Yeah. You know, they're all over YouTube and they pay attention to entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and how to make money and how to be your own business. And yeah. um, I really think we're going to see a huge increase in these younger kids be, becoming investors. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I sold a few houses this year already to buyers that were in their 20s. Yeah. You know, first time home awesome. buyers. And it is awesome. Mm. It's you know it's fantastic, and then mm-hmm. hopefully they continue to make good decisions. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, because it's it's the American dream. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and oh, I have something I wanted to say before I totally mm-hmm. forgot about it is you know one of the rewarding things about being a realtor is when you know you have a client who moved to this country from pick a country around the world anywhere, okay, mm. and they come here, they work hard for five, six, seven, ten years save some money, establish some credit, and then they're a homeowner. Mm-hmm. They never, ever, I don't care where they came from, yeah. would have been able to do that yep. in their home country. Mm-hmm. If you're in you know, yep. Western Europe, Eastern Europe, Asia, South America, it's not going to happen because mm-hmm. it's so difficult. And one of the reasons it's easier here is because we have a 30-year mortgage. And mm-hmm. we have 
FHA and Freddie Mac and other countries, they have, yeah, it's a 30-year thir- commitment, but you've got to redo it every 10 years. Yeah. So it's like a 10-year mortgage with a balloon payment. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, so it, that, that's something that I find really rewarding, too, mm-hmm. and we, it reminded me of it when we were talking about the um, Spanish-speaking clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. it's just, it's, it's great when, mm-hmm. I, when you have someone, it's like, man, this is such a fantastic opportunity for them to have a leg up. Yeah. Yeah. For themselves and their, you know, kids it's and grandkids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's truly what that is. It changed generations that will come after them. Yep. Yeah. Generational yeah. wealth starts there too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. It's like homeowners have a net worth that's, like 34 times greater than renters. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, um, I've had friends and clients that I've put into homes from renting. And then mm-hmm. within three years, you know, maybe they were paying a little bit more for their mortgage every month. But three years later, now they have thirty or 40000 or more in equity mm-hmm. right. that they never, ever would have been able to save if they right. kept paying rent. And usually by that point, their pay goes up over time. Yep. But the mortgage payment always stays the same. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, and it's almost like, I remember my grandmother, um, she always used to say, well, I'm on a fixed income. And it's true. When you're older... Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're all somewhat on a fixed income, but when you're right. older, you're definitely on a fixed income. All the more reason, even if you're 65 years old, buy a home because right. your mortgage isn't going to go up for the rest of your life. Right. Stay the same. You know? Those taxes will, but that's right. okay. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah. even at that, I mean, you know, your mortgage, I mean, your rent, if you're renting, mm-hmm. is going to go up at least 25 or 50 bucks a year, and mm-hmm. that adds up. Yeah. And then you have nothing to pass on to your kids. Right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial and on Facebook Live if you want to tune in. My good friend Julie Butler just tuned in on Facebook Live and she said hello. I'm going to say hello back to Julie. Hello, Julie. Um, And you can check us out on, yes, Facebook Live after the fact on Spotify. We have as our special guest this evening, Rebecca Correa from Realty One Group Executives. Uh, We've been talking about the market and buyers and sellers a little bit, what's going on. I want to do a shout out to our sponsors, GMET's Moving in Storage, uh, New England, Southern New England's Movers of Choice for moving your belongings as well as storing your belongings. Uh, Their phone number, 401-383-6399. That's 401-383-6399. Mention Joe Luca Real Estate Show when you call, please. Of course, Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. He's a northern Rhode Island guy, but he works almost anywhere in southern New England. Vern Rainville, he works for the property owner, not the insurance company. If you have a claim or think you have a claim, give him a call, 484-300-8495 is his phone number. And then we have Beacon, title and escrow, the go-to closing attorneys for me and all of my clients, uh, whether it's commercial residential, buying or selling, I refer all of my clients to them. And then we have John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team, Heath LaFort and Denora Reyes at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, 401-321-4401. John Dolbeck has been a sponsor of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show since day, day one, and we are in our ninth year, so we're very appreciative to him and all of his support. And I'm working with uh, Heath right now. We are we're putting together a package for folks about reverse mortgages. So if you have questions, you don't know what they are, you think they're not good or whatever, give us a call. You can call me 
409-503-0 and we'll answer your questions and show you why it may or may not be a good fit for you, but we'll answer the questions for you. So, um, Rebecca, have you, the, I guess the transactions that you have, shifting gears, do you have a lot, have you noticed that you've got a lot of um, cash buyers? Mm-hmm. You have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year, more than this year. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I. It's funny. I, um, I, what was I talking to last week? And Canada, they are upset. Mm-hmm. There are so many um, bu- property buyers of real estate in Canada who are not Canadians. And what they're doing is they're making it illegal for non-Canadians to buy property in Canada for that reason. Because they're saying, well, Canadians can't afford these houses because the prices are being driven up by foreigners, quote unquote. So what we're trying to to do, and they are, is we're trying to say, hey, why don't you let us, the United States, still buy properties there because you're like, you know... You're like our buddies, you know, and we let you buy property here. Right. So we're hope, hopefully there will be a carve out for that. But that's the reason I'm saying that is, you know, when people from other environs come into mm-hmm. Rhode Island and buy houses, mm-hmm. they do push the prices higher. But in all mm-hmm. honesty, a lot of these out-of-state buyers, they're not necessarily buying in North Smithfield, Smithfield, Cumberland. A lot of times they're buying in the swankier, like maybe Narragansett or yeah, maybe Coastal. East Greenwich, Charlestown, right, Westerly. Homes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know yeah. where the where the big dollar houses are. They're not really coming in to buy a four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar raised ranch. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they are, but in my anecdotally, in my experience, that hasn't been. Yeah, you know the situation. A lot of California and New York. Um, oh, really? I haven't had much sense. California. That's interesting. Yeah. a lot cheaper than, obviously, both of the... Well, yeah. New York City specifically, um, you know, obviously, we're a lot cheaper than those yeah. two places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had buyers from um, New York City and from Greater Boston that have bought down here, but yeah. I haven't had anyone from California. Mm. What's interesting is everyone... Every time I sell a house for someone moving down south or moving somewhere else, usually mm-hmm. if it's not that house that an out-of-state person buys, they, I have someone from out-of-state I'm putting in another house. So mm-hmm. for me, it's been almost like, you know, yeah. a, you know, a clean sweep or, you know, balanced yeah. uh, between the two. But, um, yeah, it, you know, Rhode Island has, and I know a lot of people like to, you know, poo-poo Rhode Island, but, yeah, we have our shortcomings, but we also mm-hmm. have a lot of really good things going on. Yeah, it's a beautiful state. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the Four Seasons is a great thing, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, I can do it with, with winter if we're talking about seasons, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's almost here. Yeah, I know. But it's funny because I, I was talking to someone today, and <clears throat> I love Florida to visit, but I just I could not live in Florida. I don't like snakes yeah. or alligators. I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, I don't do bugs. Yeah, uh, exactly. Bugs you know, I can't. Winter kills all that stuff, keeps it away. Yeah, that's know. why I stay. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> that's it. You know, I'll go visit someplace warm and mm-hmm. then come back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Typical Rhode Islanders. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. So, folks, uh, we're coming up to the end of our time at uh, the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI. Our guest has been Rebecca Correa from Realty One Group Executives. Now, Rebecca, what is the best way if someone wanted to contact you? Mm-hmm. If you want to give all of your contact, your sure. handles on social media, your office oh, phone number, address, oh all gosh. that stuff. Oh, my Lord. Throw it out okay. there. All right. You ready? Um, Take your pen out, folks. Phone number is best. Text. 
401-300-2534. Email Rebecca at ROGexecutives.com. Facebook is just my name, Rebecca Correa, C-O-R-R-E-I-A. Instagram, oh my gosh. (sighs) This is where I feel old. Rebecca.Correa1, Realty1. Rebecca Correa1 is Instagram and also our office Instagram is just Realty1 Group Executives. Okay. you can Google me and I will come That's up. That's I tell people, yeah. Except for there's um, a singer, Rebecca Correa. I am not oh, her. Oh, really? Okay. I'm not her, I promise. <laughs> but there's a constant back and forth of her and I on Google. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's how I can be reached. Ah, mm-hmm. very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, so yeah, so folks, if you have questions, you know, um, or you want to, you, you know, talk to Rebecca or her agents, you know, look them up. You can Google her, mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca Correa, Realty One Group Executives, and... Um, They'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Now, the your company it is a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. is the franchise Realty One or group. is it it's Realty, Realty One, One Group? group. Yep. Okay, so the yep. executive is the add-on. Okay, yep. we are international. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how many countries we're in. Yep, at least eight or more. Yep, uh, twenty thousand real estate professionals. Um, well over four hundred offices. Um, so we are growing that's good rapidly so if you're an agent looking to get into the business or make a switch i would love for you to check us out and repeat your number again for them 401-300-2534 awesome so folks i want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in on facebook live i want to thank our guest rebecca correa from realty one there she is right there and if you have any questions um you can always reach out to me, 401-580-9797. That's my personal cell phone number. And other than that, we will be back next week. Um, next up, we have Rick Mernier with <clears throat> the Old Time Preaching Ministry coming up. Going to do some good Bible scripture and explain all the uh, important things from the Bible that we can apply to our daily lives. It's a great show. I encourage you to stay tuned to listen to Rick. But other than that, you can... Um, Tune in next week, and um, and next week or the week after, we're going to have George Metz back on. So we're going to talk about some new hot items in the moving and storage industry. But thank you very much, and we'll be back next week. Take care. Bye-bye. WNRI, one socket.